0: Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and
1: opinions. Stop it! You're acting like a child! Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss. Disgust and dissect. All right. No normal mind can imagine. I'm die here. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Fucking dead bastard. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike, Mike and, and Jeremy. Jeremy. <sighs> we
0: are friends of dead. The yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. <laughs> Welcome to Fans of the Dead, I'm Mike I'm Jeremy How you doing, bro?
1: Doing good, doing good Finally got all the uh, snow cleaned up at home, at work, after the foot and a half of snow that was dropped on us
0: Yeah, that that was fun, I actually had the past few days I was on vacation, so I got to kind of work on my vacation
1: I wasn't as amused by it.
0: Yeah, it was not amusing. Even though this is like the first big snowstorm, I know a lot of people get excited
1: about it. Like, yeah, "Yeah, it's so exciting to
0: break out the snowblower and shovel and salt.
1: (laughs) Well, one one of my buddies posted something on Facebook about it, and I just replied with a comment of Mr. Horse from Ren and Stimpy. Nope, I do not like it.
0: Okay, well, that's that's a reference that some people may get.
1: You're telling me you don't know Mr. Horse from Ren and Stimpy.
0: Ah, dude, I, I, I don't remember that. Really? Yeah. So, anyway, I was at Stop and Shop today, and, like, we're in the middle of, like, a COVID spike, and we're, like, on the brink of a second lockdown, and I just can't believe how many people were out and about and just going about life like everything is normal. It was pure insanity. Yeah. Have you got all your Christmas shopping done?
1: Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I didn't really, I haven't gone anywhere to buy anything really. I mean, I'm going to have to for like stocking stuffers, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I feel like people are just, they they just want some sort of normalcy. I like. I, I get it, but I don't.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get it's a holiday season. People need to get out. But, I mean, why can't we adhere to the simple guidelines set out for us? I mean, I know a lot of people think that this whole thing is a pandemic. It's yeah. fake news. You know, it's it's not about us being sheep. I mean, it's about common decency, respect for your fellow humans. It's three rules that we need to abide by. I mean, number one, Wash your fucking hands. I mean, this this is something everyone should have already been doing.
1: I was about to say, we, we, we probably should have been doing that anyway. Yeah, I mean,
0: gross. Number two, keep a six-foot barrier. Personally, I hope that stays a thing forever. I don't want anyone in my bubble. Number three, wear a goddamn mask. So many people can benefit from this. And I'm not even talking on a medical standpoint, because you fuggos could use the extra covering besides (laughs) which is more invasive wearing a mask or exposing yourself to facial recognitioning hmm yeah i'd like to think more of the protesters would be on board with that you know conspiracy theorists and whatnot i get following rules is hard we can't have Mogwais as pets because we can't follow three rules but please people let's try if we work together Maybe we'll be allowed to hang out and enjoy things again. Now, I'm sorry for ranting. So, to bring it off a pandemic topic, let's talk about 28 Days Later, a movie about a world ravaged by a pandemic.
1: <laughs> it's, it's so funny because I, I compared so many things in this movie to, to what, what's happening now.
0: And I so thought there's a lot of parallels. And and I mean we'll talk about it as we break down the movie, but yeah, just watching this movie is like, oh fuck. I feel like every movie we've we've brought up has has something to do with what's going on. Yeah. So before we get into that, as always, a little bit of recipe for disaster.
1: This is a recipe for disaster.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, there's gonna be no Cream de menthe, because that's too easy, and honestly, in the movie, it was just kind of a, well, this is all we have, so this is what we're going to drink. Cheers, a little celebration. So, Lagavulin. Yes. Is Is that how you say it? It is. Awesome. Dude, I nailed that one. It's a single malt scotch, 16 years old. Now, that's a long time to be sitting in a nice Barrel. oh like, damn. So that's how we're gonna start this episode. I've got my new little Freddy Krueger shot glass slash mug that I got from my secret Santa last
1: night. So I'm gonna
0: cheers to you, Jeremy.
1: All right. Well, hold on a second. Let me uh, get my bottle, pour in my normal glass that's not so fancy. Now mind you, this bottle is older than the both of us.
0: Holy fuck. It was a gift. That's awesome.
1: It's I looked up the label and it's like mid like mid-70s.
0: You know how I know that it's a gift? Because it's older than us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Cheers. Cheers. <sighs>
1: I haven't mentioned how much I love whiskey.
0: Wow. I mean, that is really smooth. You could say it takes out the fire, but leaves in the warmth.
1: (laughs) It does. It was funny when you asked me when we were going to do the recipe. You said, do you have any whiskey in your house? And I just laughed and said, that's silly.
0: (laughs) Also, I figured we'd go with a rage omelet really easy gonna break it down wicked quick for you guys just saute up some chopped jalapenos make sure they're fresh do not use the jarred ones no disrespect i have those in my fridge but the fresh ones have an extra little kick a little bit of onion some bell pepper while that's sauteing mix up three eggs with a little splash of milk a sprinkle of salt and pepper because you don't need to add so much salt to cover up the fact that you're using rotten eggs because Please, people, use fresh eggs. Even if the world has ended, there are chickens everywhere. Find one. Get a fresh egg. And as that starts to congeal, sorry, that's a gross word to use in a recipe, but that's what's happening. Sprinkle in some cheddar cheese, fold it, throw it on a plate, put in a squiggle of sriracha and a sprig of parsley if you want to get fucking fancy. Boom, there you go. That sounds amazing right now. I'm actually very hungry
1: now. Well, our Chinese food literally just showed up like a half hour ago.
0: So you're already hungry again. (laughs) Okay, so unfortunately, the back of my 28 Days Later cover, it must have been like right when it came out, it was just a quote from someone that had reviewed the movie. So I had to go online to find this. A powerful virus is unleashed, transmitted in a drop of blood and devastating within seconds. The virus locks those infected into a permanent state of murderous rage. Within 28 days, the country is overwhelmed, and a handful of survivors begin their attempts to salvage a future, little realizing that the deadly virus is not the only thing that threatens
1: them. Well, okay. Yeah. 28 days later. Spoilers ahead. 2003. Danny Boyle's the director. So this opens up some chaotic news footage. There's fires. There's riots. There's just public insanity.
0: Now, all of that footage was real, except for the dead bodies they showed. They obviously thought that was disrespectful to show dead bodies but all that other shit that's real people going fucking real crazy
1: yeah um so they show this monkey is strapped to like a table watching this news footage
0: watching news footage he was getting clockwork orange
1: (laughs) Uh, he's hooked up to something they're 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 at the cambridge primate research center um and some activists break in, they're taking pictures of everything and there's monkeys in glass cages, but like one of them kind of seems a little bit like docile. Like he's just kind of watching. Now this lab guy comes in and he tries to call security, tells the activists that the monkeys are infected with rage and it's, it's in their blood. It's in their saliva. As... Now
0: I want to know is rage an acronym or is that what we're going with as the name of this virus?
1: Yeah, they didn't really give it a name. Just rage. These
0: fucking monkeys are pissed off.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's in their blood. It's in their saliva. And, of course, much to the lab guy saying, don't let them out. They let them out.
0: Now, I understand that they thought they were doing the right thing. But, I mean, come on. Listen to a goddamn scientist. Why does the world hate listening to smart people? And I, I do want to add and put a pin in this, but a Finnish guy is the one that frees, or, you know, quote unquote, frees the monkey. Yes.
1: So, yeah, the female, they let them out, and then the, the female activist, she's attacked. And then the lab guy says that they need to kill her, like, immediately. And then she just goes batshit crazy while mon- one monkey is like, Hanging on his cage like crazy and screaming and yelling and clapping. He was yes. applauding
0: the violence. Yes, he must be a fan of the dead.
1: <laughs> and this is where we see our title. Twenty eight days later,
0: I thought it odd the title, not not the title itself, but the way they present it. Yes, it seemed like an afterthought. It was more like a subtitle, right? Like kind of like you'd be like, "This is the past. Now this is present day." So it seemed like a placeholder almost.
1: Right. Um, so we see Jim is where we meet Jim. Uh oh, Murphy. Ho, do
0: we meet Jim? Yes. We meet Jim in the biblical sense. This scrawny ass motherfucker has been, I I don't know, laying naked, unattended for twenty eight days now. That seems like an absurd amount of time to not have an IV. And, he must be cranky and hangry. And Jenna said, ew, penis. <laughs> to which I said, what do you mean, ew, penis? She goes, well, look, it's fucking super hairy. Ugh. <laughs> it wasn't presented in the best light. Not, You know, I'm sorry, dude, but.
1: Well, I mean, it's been 28 days. He hasn't actually had a time to groom. So, ah, OK. You know, cut him some slack.
0: I'm cutting him all the slack. I'm worried about the nurse's. I've been in the hospital, man, and unless I was getting wiped down because they don't give you sponge baths anymore. That's a, an old thing Wife's for, tale. you know, Skinamax. They literally just use baby wipes to to wipe your areas. Um, but other than that, I was in boxers in one of those, like, gowns. They don't let you just, like, lay around naked.
1: So, anyway... Uh, Jim, played by Killian Murphy, uh, who most people probably know him from *Peaky Blinders*. Uh, he's so he's laying in his hospital bed. He's naked. The place is just a shit show, disaster. It just him walking around with like tubes and like pulling tubes out and stuff that just. Uh,
0: now a fun. lot of people say that this was ripped off by *The Walking Dead*, and I would like to go out on a limb and say that since the walking dead was published in October of 2003, and it does have a similar beginning hero passes out into a coma, wakes up and the apocalypse has happened already. And he kind of missed out on all the exciting parts, but how long does it take to come up with a story? How long does it take to ink and to write and to get fucking published? So I would like to say that neither of them ripped off each other. They ripped off a movie from 1951, The Day of the Triffids, which was about a fictional invasive carnivorous plant and not zombies per se, but basically the same uh, beginning. Hmm. So yeah, The Walking Dead didn't rip them off. They both ripped off some old shit.
1: Well, there you go. So he's... He's walking around. He's, you know, he's pulling his tubes out and IVs and all that shit. He's calling for help, which he needs later on to learn to not do.
0: Oh, my God, dude. He I thought a great name for this movie could be. Hello.
1: Yes. Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Oh, God. There's nobody in the hospital. His, His arm is bandaged. He's coughing. There's shit everywhere. Phones don't work. I mean, he just picks up a Pepsi can and just chugs it. And so obviously he hasn't eaten or drank anything. He heads outside. Because why ent- else would you drink Pepsi? <laughs> he heads outside. The entire city of London is a ghost town.
0: Which I have to say, for the 10 minutes of empty London shots that they got, fantastic. Like such an eerie backdrop and from what i understand was a pain in the ass to do because they had to do this like as soon as the sun came up cops directed traffic and stopped traffic here and there so they could set up their digital cameras shots and film like two minutes at a time
1: so they had one hour so the london police would shut the roads down at 4 a.m filming would begin immediately after an hour the police would reopen the road. So basically...
0: Well, no, no. They had an hour to shoot. Right. But it was like two minutes at a time.
1: Right. So I'm, j- they I'm just saying, let, like to get everything yeah. done, they had an hour to get whatever they needed.
0: Yeah. But it was well worth it. That Except for that one random boat that you see going under the bridge. There's no one else except Jim. But I mean, that's that's realistic. Yeah. Sure, there might be a guy on the river. Why not? Yeah, I don't we never found out if they could swim. Oh my God. That's, that's like my, my biggest fear. Yeah. My biggest fear is zombies in the water. That's not my biggest fear, but like, that's something I, I have nightmares about is if you're in the water, like you don't know if there's zombies down there. You don't. It's like that, you know, you don't want to put your tootsies in the water. You don't know (laughs) what you might get nibbled.
1: Uh, So yeah, there's, there's, there's trash everywhere. There's, there's just toppled vehicles he he picks up like a there's a bunch of money found on the street he just kind of like picks it up sets off a car alarm and he comes comes across a wall at Piccadilly Circus now this this scene actually got a little bit of flack because this was filmed it was filmed before 911 but of course it was released afterwards and they thought it was kind of an ill taste seeing all the signs of like like families looking for so and so or you know help me find so and so,
0: right? But I mean, a lot of um, the shots were emulating real horrific right. tragedies. Right. So I mean, but he also why, said, if "Why not emulate that one as well?" I mean, yeah, he said that knowing what he knows now or whatever, he might not have put that in the movie, but. That was a horrific thing. Right. Well, he said if
1: he said if 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 he was filming that afterwards, like if 9-11 had already happened, he wouldn't have done that shot.
0: But why not? I mean, yeah, it's painful, but it's real. It's true. I mean, for us, you know exactly what you were doing at that moment in time. Like that shit was scary as fuck. Like that's some real humanity.
1: I remember it. Vividly. I remember almost every step I took that day. Yeah.
0: Scary. The end is extremely fucking nigh.
1: It is. See, now you made me lose my fucking
0: notes. I'm sorry. It is, <laughs> there's a funny language barrier between us and uh, people from England. I know we speak the same language, but like to misquote a character from Eurotrip, they're on another fucking level of swearing. <laughs> oh and it God, is
1: awesome. So, well, he also he picks up a postcard also that says something, like, I don't know, it was blocking part of it. It's like, I will something your grave for you. Something like our vile. I don't, I don't know. It was weird. But anyway, yeah, so. That's, that's weird. And then there was also those like a kid's drawing that like. Like, it hit me right in the feels, man. It was like the like the photo of a girl that says, like, please, like, or their family. or No, the fo- photo, of, like a drawing of their family that was, like, dead. And then there was a photo of a girl that says, please help me. I'm at a refuge on Warwick Street or whatever. And he ends up going into, like, a church or something like that or a theater.
0: love, feel- no, it was a church. I loved the symbolism because, I mean, when you, where do you go when you have no hope? Like he just wanders into this church. There's a beautiful shot of the cross and him like walking in shadowy underneath. And he's going there to find, I I don't know, like he has faith that he might find some sort of, I don't know, normalcy and he doesn't find it there. He has a priest. He's like, sorry, follow like the zombie Priest comes at him and he knocks him in the head, and he's like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. But then he gets chased out of there. But uh, I, I said zombies, they're infected. They're not zombies.
1: Well, he might not have had that problem if he didn't walk in and go, Hello. Oh
0: my God. How many times? Are, hello. Hello.
1: hello. So, awesome. hello, Father. Wait, what are you doing?
0: hello father forgive me for i have sinned please don't eat my
1: brains (laughs) oh god yeah so the infected priest runs after him he he hits him runs 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 after him right i mean they're full full like sprint and like i guess they they hired only like they basically hired athletes to do this because they can do things that normal people can't and yeah like run yeah like fast though like fast. Yeah, um, so
0: so to, it's a big thing. These are not zombies. They're people infected with rage because we don't have a better name for it. It's probably something like rigijudo number 25 and basically you're just an insane person and you're very violent until you die. Yeah. And then you're dead.
1: For good. So, yeah, so he, like, he hits him, and then he he just runs. He runs out, and then a couple of infected give him, like, chase, and now he's running even further away, and then this random guy just starts throwing Molotovs at him, like, at the infected people.
0: Yes, it seemed very excessive.
1: And blew up the gas station. Like, that was pretty, pretty cool.
0: No, that was awesome. But, again, I will say excessive. Yes.
1: Uh, so they run down in the subway, and this is where we meet Selena and Mark. Now, Mark tries to break the ice by telling this horrible joke. I didn't write down the joke.
0: Uh, I guess it was pretty horrible, but I do want to say, Selena, played by Naomi Harris, money motherfucking penny. Yes. Bam, bam,
1: So Jim tells him that he was hit by a car and put in the hospital and basically woke up in the middle of this. So he has no clue, obviously, what's going on. And Selena explains how it all starts and that everything is gone. There's no government. There's no media. And he's the first uninfected that they've seen in six days.
0: Yeah. And she also mentions Paris is fucked. New York is fucked. Gives him a couple lessons. Lesson number one. Never go anywhere alone. Unless you have to. And lesson two? Something, something light. (laughs) Only travel during the day. Ah, okay. I guess that's why I wrote something, something
1: light. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so he wants to go see his parents. He wants to go try and find them. So she agrees, okay, we'll go see your dead parents in the morning. Which is pretty rude. It was very rude, but Jesus hilarious. Christ, like, how, how do you know they're dead? Well, you know,
0: because everybody's fucking dead, Jim.
1: This is another thing about the Brits, which, I'm sorry, I love it. They just don't mince words. They just say what it is. Yeah. All right, so they leave. They go to his parents' house. The place looks empty. Now he finds them upstairs on the bed, peacefully, holding a picture of him when he was younger. And on the back, it says, with endless love, we left you sleeping. Now we are sleeping with you. Obviously, you know, he's very upset. Selena reassures him that they died peacefully.
0: Yes. I mean, it looks like they died peacefully because they're lying peacefully dead with the picture and the creepy suicide note. That also says, don't wake up, X.
1: Mark starts to tell his story where he lost his sister and his family and like in a swarm of infected. Jim is having a hard time sleeping. Just he's just kind of wandering around the house. And he's like looking at his mother's things. He's looking at pictures and watching videos. And he lit a candle. Apparently, he doesn't know any better just yet. Yeah. So that caught some attention. A little bit. And this was a pretty cool shot of, like, the camera running, like, going, like, full speed towards, like, the window.
0: Right. Now, they shot the infected differently than they did the rest of the movie. Yes. Um, So it was, like, shot, I I don't know, it was sped up. I I forget exactly how they did it, but it was completely different when they showed the infected to give you kind of an... uh, Not a surreal moment, but an off-putting type of scenario.
1: Right. So, yeah, they crashed through, like, two of them crashed through the window.
0: One came down through a skylight. Like, was that dude just chilling on the roof, just waiting for a candle?
1: Well, it was infected Ethan Hunt. Okay. Went all Mission Impossible. Mm -mm.
0: No, no, nothing. I, 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 I get it. Do you? Just because I'm not laughing doesn't mean I don't understand your joke.
1: Shut up. One of them lands on Jim. Mark and Selena to the rescue and kill them both. Where you bit? Where you bit? <sighs> but that was Mr. Bridges. It was Mr. Bridges. Now fuck Mr. Bridges. <laughs> I burn Bridges, motherfucker. So Mark now has an, has an arm bite. And Selena wastes no time just hacking the shit out of this guy.
0: Yeah, your arm got to go, bro. Yeah,
1: and tells Jim to get dressed. We got to go. So Selena explains to Jim that it's all in the blood and you have basically 10 to 20 seconds to kill them. They approach like this, like this apartment building that has like flashing Christmas lights on the balcony.
0: Oh, my God. This was such a great scene like if they were looking for a beacon of hope they found it and i think maybe this is why you picked this movie for the month of december because there is flashing christmas lights yes and the fun frosty jingle which we'll get to
1: they walk in the building i mean there's shopping carts like kind of blocking is that the like the stairway or like the elevator shaft it's kind Uh, of it was the it was the stairway okay So you have to climb up the the carts to get into the the stairwell, and they stop for a break, and some infected make their way in, and all of a sudden they have to friggin' book it, and Selena just, like, takes off and leaves Jim behind, and he's like, what the fuck? Like, wait up!
0: I gave you the rules. Fuck you.
1: They finally get to the floor that they need to, and then there's a guard is, you know, like in fully geared, like tells them you got to go to flat 157 as, you know, as he holds them off and the little girl at the door, like won't let them in until, you know, their dad, like it ends up being her dad, um, tells them to let, tells her to let them in.
0: Now, English flats must be different than apartments in America because number 157 would be on the first floor.
1: No, it would not.
0: Yeah, it would I mean, here, it would be.
1: Right, not there.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. That's why I was confused.
1: Yeah, no, it's weird. I'm not exactly sure how their numbering system works. I mean, they may just go, I don't
0: know. Oh, like that might be the 157th flat? Could be. Okay, that's that's one way to do it.
1: Dan and Dave, you'll have to uh, help us out with that one.
0: Yeah, and also on the awesome swearing. (laughs)
1: uh all right so they go inside it's a small apartment now one room has a ton of christmas lights now this is frank and hannah frank played by brendan gleason he seems very friendly he's very hospitable
0: over friendly and as soon as they get there it's like he was waiting for them he undoes the car battery that's been lighting the christmas lights and the music he celebrates i mean they probably haven't seen people in a long time so i guess it's a reason to celebrate brings out the creme de menthe whatever the fuck it is it's that minty crappy liqueur
1: mom's mom's creme de menthe creme de menthe i believe he called it
0: cheers with it But we will recognize this guy from Braveheart. He's also played Bill Hodges in the Mr. Mercedes series. I mean, he's the most recognizable face in this movie, I think.
1: And actually, right after this, he showed up in the the Harry Potter series, too. Well, there you go. That was pretty popular. Just saying.
0: Okay, I believe you.
1: (laughs) So Jim's getting all cleaned up. Now, apparently the toilet doesn't Does
0: hurt him to shave <laughs> <laughs> like he was like, <laughs> uh, and Frank's like, are you OK in that? And he's just like, I'm just shaving. He's like, OK, because it, it sounded like you were killing yourself.
1: <laughs> and so he tells him, it tells him the flush doesn't work. So you got to dump the bucket over the balcony. There's no mud cons here. <laughs> just, just throw
0: your shit out the window. <laughs> Uh, that's what they used to do back in castles, actually.
1: There's a funny story about that whole thing, but we'll get too sidetracked, so we'll save that for another day.
0: Okay, we're not going to talk about pooping on people. Well,
1: it's just the term of where shitface face came from.
0: Oh, uh, I see where you're going with that. So the next shot, it's the next day, and you're up on the roof, and you see Frank has every single type of Thing that might be able to catch water, including laundry baskets. Which yeah, I don't think if, they're going to catch any water. Well, I think they're just desperate at this point because that's the first thing I wrote down was fucking laundry baskets, but he has like a 100 containers yeah. up there and they may catch like an inch of water. So, I mean, I think they're just hoping to catch whatever they can.
1: Right, but it, has, it hasn't rained for 10 days, which... Yeah. I mean, that's not a common thing for for over there. I mean, I've been there twice, and I'm pretty sure it rained every single day I was there. Like, combined.
0: I mean, that's the stereotypical thing you hear about there. It's just like, oh, it's foggy, and it rains, and the Jack the Ripper will kill your hooker. I don't know about the last one. I think it just... <laughs> those are the things I know. Abbey Road, you know, there's... There's no cars. You could just walk up and down the crosswalk all day.
1: Yeah, that's not real. They hate that. (laughs) They fucking hate it.
0: Of course they
1: do. Like this fucking road. These fucking assholes. It's a fucking crosswalk. Anyway, so all the buckets are empty. And Frank tells Jim that they can't stay there. He has this little wind up radio thing and he's listening for broadcast, and there's one from some soldiers from north of Manchester and it's it's a it's a recording now Frank wants to leave the flat. hello, we're
0: north of Manchester. We have food, we have water if you have vaginas, please come, please, please come. We are. Desperate.
1: Stop. Uh, we haven't got to that yet. Uh, what,
0: was that not what the recording said? <laughs> Sorry, I read between the lines.
1: Oh, God. Anyway, so he says he can't leave without without them. Yeah, like, they need each other.
0: He, he basically needs muscle because he wants to protect his daughter. And he's being smart about it. Yeah. He's not just going to go out him and his daughter alone. He needed young, very old, people to help him with that
1: right so hannah puts in her two cents and says we all need each other so they take off and so i'm guessing frank was was a cabbie or maybe they just took a cabbie i don't know
0: <laughs> it was very hilarious when he turns <laughs> around and he's like telling them <laughs> about the fare.
1: just so you know i don't take checks or credit cards smart so and then they go into this tunnel and jim says it's a shit idea And it is. It was. And then Frank just decides to... He just punches it through like a pile of cars.
0: Mm, Not smart. But I do have to commend them on how fast they can change a tire. It's like they were in a fucking pit crew.
1: The fucking 12-year-old changed a tire. Like, they made made the 12-year-old change a tire. Now, that's
0: good parenting. I know a kid that I work with, and he got a flat tire, and he had to call AAA because he didn't know how to change a tire. I'm like, dude, no one ever showed you how to change a tire? No, that's why I have AAA. It's like one of the first things, like before you get a license, before you even had yeah. a permit, you learn how to change a tire. Uh, props to Frank. Good good parenting. I,
1: I thought about it because they probably needed all the adults to lift up the car. Because apparently like they like didn't have a jack or they fucked the jack or whatever the hell it was.
0: No one fucked the jack. Fine. They broke the jack. Actually happened to me one time. That shit's scary. Yeah.
1: But anyway, so if I were them, I would have just like found a way to like drive out of the tunnel, even if the, the wheel was fucked.
0: Well, luckily, like, they changed the tire just in time, got back in the car, and then the infected were all over them or the yeah. car and the tunnel.
1: But then there was like a herd of like rats.
0: I think the rats were... Escaping because they knew that right. the infected were coming.
1: So they get out just in the nick of time. Bye-bye, you fuckers. So they take off, and then they hit this this um, market, which hadn't been touched.
0: I'm calling bullshit on this. Now, this is one of the parallels that I saw with our reality. One, the doors weren't locked. So it's just like, in the middle of the day, shit just went down. But there's no sign of bloodshed or Broken anything. No, nothing. So it was just like the place was abandoned, but it was fully stocked. Like, everything was fully stocked. Now, as we've known, we're not even at the apocalypse level yet, but you can't buy toilet paper. You can't get shit. There are no aisles that are fully stocked.
1: BJ's has been okay.
0: I mean, BJ's are always okay.
1: (laughs) All right. So anyway, they they go in, they just clean house and it was kind of a nice light moment. You could tell they were kind of having fun. And then he just, he just leaves his credit card at the register.
0: That was awesome.
1: That was pretty funny.
0: That reminded me of the scene in uh, Dawn of the Dead, the original one. Yeah. When they're at the mall and they're robbing the bank and then they pose for the security cameras. Like that was just hilarious. Um, the song that they played in this scene was awesome. Granddaddy AM180 starts off sounding like an old school video game song, but the soundtrack on this really fun.
1: Yeah. So they leave, they go to a like a truck stop or some oh, sort. Oh, we skipped over the best
0: part. What? So while the girls are looking at candy, Jim is looking at some cheap wine. And Frank goes, no, motherfucker, you got to get the good stuff. You got to get the leg of And he starts getting these boxes of whiskey. And he's like, OK, we'll take two. And he's like, no, actually, how many can we carry? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> true. And stocks up.
1: So. They end up at this like truck truck stop, and there's like this gas truck. So obviously they need to fill up their gas can. They make Hannah stay in the car as they go like siphon the gas. Jim goes inside the building, and apparently it reeks. Hello, hello. And he find you know he sees like a mother holding her baby, steps over an old guy, and this is where, again. Hello.
0: He's really going to cut it with that. He's got
1: to stop. He's got to stop. He needs to stop that. And an infected child runs at him. He hits the kid with the bat. He's a little bit hesitant, but he bludgeons him to shit.
0: Now, there's a little bit of consensus about this. Was that child actually infected or was the child hiding and scared? And Jim just (laughs) fucking murdered him.
1: I thought he was infected.
0: I did too, but, you know, who knows?
1: So then they make their way north and they're driving through some just beautiful countryside. Uh, there's like some ruins where like they stop, they have lunch, well, almost like a picnic kind of thing. Um, Frank spots some, some like horses running around, you know, it, it's just like some nice things seem normal. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Jim and Selena kind of have this moment where she she takes back what she said about staying alive, you know, seeing Frank and Hannah show that there's, there's more, like there's more than just staying alive. And she gives him a peck on the cheek and they decide to stay there, you know, for the night. And now this is the first time that they actually showed the scar on Jim's head.
0: Yeah, because apparently he was a bicycle courier, and he got hit by a car, and he got fucking brutally bashed in the head.
1: Yeah, like it was is, is a big fucking scar. Everybody, like, all but Selena can sleep, and apparently she's been high in the Valium.
0: Well, she was a, a pharmacist, I believe. Yeah. He has a lot of prescription pharmaceuticals. Prescription yeah. pharmaceuticals. Yes. Anyway, she's got shit. Um,
1: Hannah wants one, but Frank doesn't want her to, but she does anyway.
0: I give her half of one.
1: seems like Jim kind of wakes up and everyone is gone. He's calling for Frank. Sheep are running away. He's he's just having, he's basically, he's having a bad dream.
0: Yeah, it was a nightmare flock. Yeah. Hello! Hello! <laughs> like, shut the f- Even in your dreams, you're annoying. Uh,
1: Frank wakes him. And he called, you know, he, he's like, oh, okay. You know, like, hey, dad. And wakes up again to a car horn and they're ready to go. So apparently they let him sleep in a little bit.
0: Very nice. Very thoughtful.
1: So they keep like listening to that recording on the radio. Now, looking ahead, they, they slow down and they basically see the entire city of Manchester is just on fire.
0: Not a good sign.
1: No. Uh, They reached the 42nd blockade, driving through all sorts of, like, army vehicles that are, like, stationary. Uh, No one seems to be around. There's, like, uneaten food, but it didn't look like it had been there very long. So No, it
0: wasn't, like, rotting or anything. It just looked like someone was staked out.
1: Right. So, like, it looked like people were still there, just not there. So, Hannah and Selena don't really like it something kind of feels like it it has to be up but frank insists on looking around and he's just mad and pissed it, just, it seems to be they made that whole trek for nothing
0: yeah you could say he might have been filled with a little bit of rage mm. no
1: no he's he's kind of sitting there and sulking and then there's a crow picking at a corpse that like had been like impaled on the like the gate or something and it's just, like, squawking, and Frank goes over and tells him to shut the fuck up and kicks the gate, and a drop of blood drips in his eye.
0: Now, this goes to show you that these aren't zombies. The infected do die. Yes. But unfortunately, their blood is still no bueno.
1: What are the odds of that, though? Like, it happened, he's looking up, and it happens to drip exactly in his eye. All right. So he kicked the
0: fucking stack of cars or whatever the fuck it was. And he's looking directly up. and it's yeah, still, the I odds, mean, that's, a, that's was, a small space, dude. That I know. It's like a Robin Hood, like, split the arrow bullseye. I get that the chances of it are not great. But he was asking for it
1: almost. I mean, Jesus. But anyway so he comes walking back and he tells Hannah that he loves her very much as he knows he's going to turn. So she comes up to, to like see him and he just pushes her away. And this, this, this scene hurts like this, this sucked.
0: Yeah. Because he was such like the, uh, the dad figure in, in the movie. And he was such a fun and happy, hopeful character. And to lose him, like, you almost lose hope there.
1: Right, exactly. Selene is begging Jim to shoot him, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, out of, like, the grass, like, the military pops up, and just, like, they, they take
0: and they Now, it's interesting that you say military, because... Well, they're dressed that way. Yeah. Were they military? Maybe, maybe probably,
1: not. Probably not, but they were dressed that way. They make you think that way. Yes. Um, so they... they get him into a Jeep and they just take him to some sort of barracks or base or whatever.
0: Where we meet major Henry West played by Christopher Eccleston, who I know as Raymond Kalitri from gone in 60 seconds, the remake, which I think is awesome. I guess he also played Dr. Who, even though he's got a really mean fucking face. And I always thought Dr. Who was supposed to be like a really funny fun guy but i guess i guess he was doctor who for a little- so i was
1: finishing this movie up uh tonight for a second viewing and susan goes oh no shit and i said basically same thing it's, it's like yeah like right like the, the the bad guy from gone in 60 seconds and she goes no that was the ninth doctor what the hell's wrong with you
0: I know nothing about Doctor Who except that my She's, trying, uncle so She's trying so hard.
1: She's trying so hard
0: Wicked into that shit. And uh, yeah, like, I mean, I'm talking old oh, Doctor yeah. Who. So I was like, uh, sorry, sorry, bro. I'm like, nah.
1: I mean, I've seen a couple of the newer episodes and they're not terrible. It's just, I don't get it. Like, I'm going to have to watch like a lot of it to like get it.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not hating on it. By any means, I just I just haven't watched it at all. So knowing that this guy played Doctor Who, who I always thought was like a goofy, fun
1: type of guy. I was like, this guy can be that guy. I'm like <laughs> he, He's mean. <laughs> he's very mean. But at this point, like he's he's welcoming them. Um, they have hot water and showers while they're taking a shower. They're fucking around in the black cab, just driving it around in a circle. Selena's pretty shaken she's worried for hannah because she she just wants everything to be the way it was you know and
0: we all want it to be the way it was right and it was it's a really funny thing that he says he says basically we're just waiting for the infected to starve to death and that's right. gonna basically take three weeks which really hit home to me because when we started doing our isolation picks you know picking a movie a day for this isolation it was because school was getting shut down for three weeks and then everything was going to go back to normal. But as we know, three weeks turned into almost a year now. So, I mean, funny, kind of not funny. I, run I like- know that, that just, yeah, I run. Yeah, it hit home, man. Yeah. So
1: naturally, this is a good time for Jim to try and make out with her. I mean,
0: you got to shoot your shot, bro.
1: So now Jim and Major West, he's kind of like giving them the whole tour. And he—he he, this is where he basically explains everything. Like they're there like to, to begin the rebuilding process. You know, they have all this land. They have a kitchen. They have a chef in a pink apron they call the resident tin opener. And this is where we meet Mailer. So Mailer, I'm guessing... I don't want to call him, like, a soldier, I guess, but he was one of them who was infected two days ago, and he's basically chained like a dog. Yep. And basically, they want to try and learn, and he just spews whatever blood and... Vomit. Yeah, that that he has. And like you said, they, they just want to see how long it takes for them to starve to death. Now, it's dinner time.
0: Now before before we go on to dinner time i just want to say that not only does this parallel our reality but day of the dead like this third act really reminded me of day of the dead they've got this guy chained up almost like bub from the original day of the dead yeah. um re- really enjoyed how they how they played on this
1: so they're singing like the the guys are all singing songs. Of what seems like what they are hoping that they're going to be eating. So they get some like canned foods. They get an omelet made from rotten eggs.
0: Oh my god, this was hilarious. Like this obviously inspired the uh, recipe not, for disaster. Did you not
1: know that the eggs were bad?
0: I thought if I just threw on enough fucking salt, it would cover the taste. Throw that shit away, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Just because you have the pink apron doesn't mean you're a chef. Uh,
1: They toast to new friends. Hannah doesn't seem to be, like, amused at all.
0: Nah, she's obviously still grieving, so I could see why she's not amused by all this buffoonery.
1: Yeah, so now you have Sergeant Farrell, who goes into this whole big speech about how man has only been on the planet for, like, a blink of an eye. And the infection could just wipe them all out. And Major West makes a point that all he sees now is just people killing people. And that's all he saw before. So this is all still just normal to him.
0: Yeah. Psychopath. Yes. Red flag.
1: Hannah just wants to bury her dad. And at this point, like these air raid sirens go off. Now there's like infected everywhere outside. And basically they just man their battle stations and then they, they just pick them off. Like some of them I think are hitting mines and celebrate like they 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 take them all out. Now they're celebrating their victory. A few guys come back in, like Jim and Selena, are like in one of the rooms and one of them kind of like seems to hit on Selena, and, you know, takes her machete away and says, you know, he's like, you're not going to need that anymore. So I'm here to take care of you
0: creepy it was almost a good accent
1: yeah
0: it was sounded australian but i like the effort
1: that was definitely more australian
0: my accents are shit so i can't (laughs) i can't you know
1: so so jim like tries to protect her and like Farrell jumps in and like starts beating on him major west shows up to stop it and sends Farrell to go clear the bodies which he's not excited about
0: No, most people are not excited about getting punished.
1: No. So the major goes and invites Jim for a drink. Gives him a nice little bit of uh, the whiskey. And he asks him who he's killed. You know, he tells him about the child. You know, they have that little back and forth. And now he, this is where he makes him aware.
0: Confesses.
1: Confesses. He promised the boys women. Huh. Mm Mm-hmm. They set up the broadcast basically to start repopulation, like to to get to get the women.
0: Now, I don't know if they understand how repopulating might work in a situation like this, but there's only what five of them. Yeah.
1: This is going to take a while.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No shit. And a lot of incest. Like, come on, guys, you got to branch out.
1: So now Jim is, his red flags are all going. His red
0: flags are all going. There's no red flags, dude. That's like straight up like, he's like, this is what's happening. And Jim was like, oh no, fuck no.
1: <laughs> but they're stopped. And Major West says he can't let the girls go. Now, Jim is now stuck in this cell. And he's he's stuck in in there with sergeant whatever sergeant Farrell, and now he's complaining that the rest of the world is normal and people are sleeping next to their wives and tvs are on and planes are flying around and the west of the world is fucking normal which as you said earlier selena said paris was fucked new york was fucked so like i don't know if they went with like a change of plan like halfway through the movie like to the filming like you know what we'll just go in this direction like i'm not sure what their thing was
0: right and like if you see the second movie obviously you know that that's bullshit because it was basically quarantined off to this sector but for this movie's sake i would like to believe that they just don't know what's going on they don't know the extent of it because communication has broken down that much Right. Q Led Zeppelin Communication breakdown
1: And I mean you can compare that to now Where I mean it's not the same Same thing but Like people just don't know People just don't know things so like they say This and then it could be that And nobody knows I'm just saying people Don't know
0: Right I mean it's just because There's so much misinformation And you've got these people saying this and that those people saying that I I get,
1: I get it. It's just what we're we're all learning for the first time. Right. That's, that's, that's basically what it is. Yes. So they tell these two guards show up, they tell them it's time to go. And now we're walking outside in the woods. Jim and Sergeant Farrell are handcuffed. One tells Jim what he's going to do to Selena. And they get to this clearing. There's bodies everywhere. So, I'm not sure, like, if this was people who tried to leave and then they just... Are you taking a selfie?
0: Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) You fucking weirdo. So, yeah, I'm not sure if these are people that were trying to leave or they were infected people. But either way, the plan is to kill them. Welcome. So, yeah. And so... Mitchell's got his like the bayonet on the end of his rifle, you know, so he's just gonna like stab him. But the other guy, I think his name was Jones. Um, he just wants to get it done by like shooting him. And Mitchell's like, You ain't gonna shoot him. No, I fucking will. And then Mitchell does and Jim like escapes cause like the sound got him all fucked up, and Jim ran runs and goes hide with like hides with like the bodies. And, like, eventually he just hops over the fence.
0: Brilliant scene right there. I've loved that.
1: Right. And Jones is like, oh, we're fucked. And Mitchell's like, eh, there's no way he's going to survive.
0: Oh, we're going to be in so much trouble. Do you know how many potatoes I'm going to have to peel now?
1: <laughs> so now Major West is talking to the two girls, and he wants them to get kind of dressed up, all dolled up, because the owner of the house had, you know, some nice clothing and so they send them to like the master master bedroom and then selena insists that like the soldiers leave i'm gonna
0: get the girl ready we're gonna get dolled up nice for you guys and uh yeah we'll be ready for you when you come back she basically feeds them what they want to hear right so that they leave them the fuck alone so that she can basically drug hannah so she doesn't care With Valium, unfortunately. Right,
1: right. Yeah, so, like, see... And then they come in while she's feeding her the Valium. And the rain alarm goes off, like, just in time. And that's Jim making the alarm go off. And Major West comes out in his Jeep. It's fucking pouring rain. And I feel like this is just... You know, they're supposed to be survivalists and stuff like that, and they're just wasting ammo like crazy.
0: Yeah, this is one of the reasons that I suggested that they might not have been actual military, and they might have just been posing as military so they could, you know, feed the trap. Um, But this scene, this whole sequence here is brilliant. They actually shot this in the same way that they did The Infected to show that Jim... I mean, he's not infected with the so-called rage. Right. But he has that rage because he needs to save his friends and he's going to do whatever it takes. And basically, he's at the same level as the infected and he's just going all fucking balls to the wall, violent.
1: Correct. Now, fuck, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's pouring. so you have i forget which which guy what his it's uh,
0: raining other, it's pouring
1: yeah, the other the other soldier that was like there with him too i forgot which one it was but anyway like jim like flies out of nowhere and like takes him out with like some sort of like freaking thing
0: and he yeah. throws
1: he throws him back in the jeep like sits him up And like Major West finds him, like kind of dumps him on the ground, gets in the Jeep and some infected are coming out. I think he he killed like a couple of them, but and then he just kind of took off. Now, the ladies are all dressed up with an armed guard. Jim shows up outside and shoots the chain for Mr. Mailer outside.
0: Now, this was a Hail Mary. Yes. Like that could have gone bad. (laughs)
1: It could have gone, yes, it could have gone very bad. Now, one of the, like, I don't know if it was one or two of the officers, like, they leave after, like, hearing a noise, and Hannah is starting to feel the effects of the pill, and she's starting to feel a little fucked up.
0: Yeah, she's feeling like she don't give a fuck.
1: And she kind of, like, starts, like, taunting the guard. where It's like, you know, the others are dead. You're gonna die, too.
0: You're a fucking douchebag. And you know, camouflage makes you look fat, you fucker.
1: <laughs> so he ends up, like, going to the window. Here comes Mailer, punches through the window.
0: Oh, Selena... awesome eyes.
1: Yeah. Uh, like the the, the, the eyes on that,
0: yeah. that dude. Oh, man. Creepy.
1: Selena grabs Hannah. It's like, oh, we gotta go. Don't worry, I feel fine. Oh, God. And... Mailer just, just, like, spews blood, like, into the dude's face.
0: A lot of infected projectile vomiting in this movie, and god damn, that's gross.
1: Which, I'm going to have an issue with that a little bit later. Okay. So the other, the other guard runs away, and, like, so the girls, like, are trying to go out the front door, but they get stopped. And, like, Mailer is running around in the kitchen. And then, like the other, like infected guard is like there too. And I believe, like they, they, like the scaredy cat guard, like he's like hiding in a cabinet, and like he like gets out and leaves, and Jim ends up killing him.
0: Yeah, fuck that guy.
1: Yeah, fuck that guy. So Major West comes in to find the dead soldier, and Hannah's in the bathroom. Was it no the bedroom, right? Either way, she has a picture of like her family. And Jim comes in looking for her, like, into the house. Um, one of the infected comes into the room, but Hannah's, like, clinging to the mirror, like, behind the mirror. And, like, the the, the guy ends up leaving. And Jim walks into, like, a child's bedroom with an, one of the living soldiers who's out of bullets as, like, one of the infected guys is, like, trying to break in. He's, he's like, I don't have any bullets. Don't leave me. Fuck you and selena is still with um mitchell and she's being dragged out because you know he still wants to do what he wants to do and jim just runs in grabs the dude and just smashes his fucking head into the brick wall repeatedly and then thumbing his eyeballs out
0: yeah that was very brutal
1: that was fucking awesome I mean, his, I mean, his thumb, I mean, mean, that was like, like second knuckle deep, dude.
0: Yep. Like I said, very brutal. And then he goes up to Selena and she almost kills him, realizes that he's not infected. He's just pissed off and they proceed to make out. And this is where I'm confused because how the fuck does this blood pathogen work?
1: This is my problem.
0: Because we've said that one drop of blood in your eyeball can turn you into a rage-filled infected zombie.
1: This but is now co- all in their mouths.
0: He's covered in blood and they're just like licking each other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it's it it just it makes I mean I don't know. It's just like I mean I'm sure it's I'm sure it's just us being picky bitches, but like, no, <laughs> you don't ever make out with someone that's covered in blood.
0: You say thank <laughs> you, hug them, maybe. And you make out later after they have like you wash
1: your face. This is the whole
0: conundrum like uh, gremlins. So gremlins multiply with water, yet they are chilling in the snow. You know, it's just like things we accept for movies. I mean, they played that whole thing off like, "Oh, if it's a certain temperature, it doesn't affect them." Well, like what if they go inside and the snow melts, it turns into water? Like <laughs> I mean, you have to suspend a little bit of your fear, disbelief, you know? I guess so. I don't but know. But just like uh, my my point is Please do not make out with anyone covered in blood. Thank you. Welcome to my TED Talk.
1: So while they're doing that, Hannah comes over and smashes something over Jim's head. He's like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, he's fine.
0: No, but Prince Prince Valium told me to.
1: <laughs> so as they're, they're trying to escape, Major West tries to like kidnap Hannah... But, like, as, like, she puts the like, the car, she puts the car in reverse. So that way, like, he was able to, like, the, the infected guy was able to, like, get Major West. So he's being devoured.
0: Right. Like, so even pumped up on Valium, she may not give a fuck. But as the daughter of a taxi driver, she can still drive like a motherfucker.
1: And so that's where we head straight for the front gate.
0: Peace out, bitches.
1: Twenty-eight days later. Again. Yes. So now they're they're at this house. Well, I don't know. It was kind of so quick. So I'd say God, it was like a
0: cottage in the middle of fucking nowhere. And it seems like the infected are finally actually dying off.
1: Right. So things seem to be like okay. And now they're just basically waiting for help. So they make this like big giant quilt. Giant. Very big quilt that it's just not a says quilt. It was it was it's... pieces of fabric that were sewn together which would define a quilt.
0: Anyway, it said hello. <laughs> like I said the movie should be called Hello. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, our friends over in the UK.
0: (laughs) And the the jet is flying overhead and they unfurl their giant fucking quilt. And it says, hello. And I don't I don't know if it was on purpose, but the O, which kind of looks like an eye has a couple red pieces. The whole thing's white. Except for the red pieces in the O, which could be an I. Like, oh, is this foreshadowing for a sequel? And we have the helic. Oh, no. The, so the guy in the jet, he's Finnish. In in Finnish, he says. I, I can't tell you what he says in Finnish. I'm going to translate. Will you send a helicopter? So we bring it full circle. The Finnish fucked it up for the whole world. And then they save our friends at the end. So they yes. redeemed themselves. Thank you, guys.
1: Thank you, Finland.
0: I really love this movie. I mean, the music was on point. John Murphy, who did the score, the song, In the House, In a Heartbeat. Oh my god, I have been jamming out to that. I've added it to my Halloween playlist. It is such a slow build to an awesome... It's, it's very repetitive, but it's such a slow build, like great for a movie soundtrack like i mean these guys did a great job danny boyle the director alex garland the writer of the the movie this was a really fun movie i'm glad that i rediscovered it i hadn't seen it since i bought the dvd and god knows how long ago
1: and i remember when we watched it like really really enjoying the movie because it was completely different and like the infected like is like they were like full sprints like You know, it wasn't this slow, like, shit, like, like it was like full on, wow, these things will fuck you up.
0: Yeah, so supposedly this resurged zombie movies, even though technically they're not zombies, but they made zombies run, which I am okay with, because in my own canon, in my nightmares, zombies can run, but only to an extent. So say you are first infected, you just turned into a zombie. Why can't you run? You have all the abilities you have, so you can run. But once your body has become decrepit, that's when you become the slow zombie.
1: Right. Well, do you remember like the first like the first few episodes or even the first like season of Walking Dead? But I, I remember it was like the first or second episode. Like they were pretty quick.
0: I'm pretty sure that they never went faster than any Romero zombie. I think no, that was I mean, their, their rule. I
1: mean, I just mean like compared to like like later seasons, like they were they were a lot quicker than like say like season three or four.
0: No, oh, maybe I don't know. That was a long time ago, bro. That was ten years ago. Jesus Christ, ten years of The Walking Dead. I still love that show. I know a lot of people hate on it, but it it's still fun to me, man.
1: We're we, we haven't watched it. We've had so many other shows to watch. We haven't watched this latest season. I
0: don't know. We'll, I, mean, I, we'll, I enjoy we'll get, that.
1: We'll, we'll get to it eventually. I don't know.
0: So what'd you think, man?
1: So good. So good. Like, just a lot of fun. Like, I didn't expect, even when I rewatched it, like, just because I forgot about it. Like, I didn't expect that was the direction that they were going to go. For the whole, like, second half of the movie. It was, like, you think, oh, they're going to go to this refuge and everything's going to be great. No, we just made this refuge to to breed your women. (laughs) Oh, God. But, yeah, no. Awesome. I'm going to give it four brains. Brains.
0: Okay. Did you see that? Carry the two. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Three and a half brains. Well, you forgot the
1: uh, lowest common denominator.
0: Okay, three brains. Three. Yeah, okay, Jeremy. Jeremy, fucked that up for you. Twenty-eight days later, three brains. <laughs> um, so we're. I want to go into a little reverse style because we did get a decent amount of fan feedback for this uh, episode, actually. So let's go into that. Awesome. So. I threw up a poll on Twitter, and I said the options were loved it, meh, fun, or zombies don't run. And it was unanimous. Loved it.
1: I haven't found too many people that dislike this movie.
0: Yeah, and I mean, obviously, I don't really try to put up a dislike, but I put meh, you know, like that's as close as we're going to get on that one. But yeah, I mean, people seem to really enjoy this movie. Um, new fan of us, Lando Horror. It's brilliant. For many reasons, not the least of which is, and he sent a screenshot of the suicide note from Jim's parents. I mean, that scene, the letter was touching, and the scene was heartbreaking. Uh, super fan, Lauren. I love that movie. It's super dark and bleak, has an awesome soundtrack, and the cinematography is so freaking moody. Plus, I love Brendan Gleeson so much. Also, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 fast zombies, blah, blah, not actually zombies, blah, still love it. Zombie (laughs) emoji.
1: (laughs) I love Lauren.
0: She's awesome. But yeah, this movie is, is so much fun. It is. What
1: else can you say?
0: I pretty much think we've said it
1: all. So we should go to our Horror Babe of the Month. Horror
0: Babe of the Month. Margot
1: Kidder. Yes. Obviously,
0: you know her from Black Christmas. She was in a movie called Supper Man. Supper Man? (laughs) (laughs) That was a horrible joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody (laughs) out there. Uh, She played Lois Lane in the Superman series. Obviously, she played Kathy Lutz in the Amityville Horror, which is awesome because now we have back-to-back Kathy Lutz's as Horror Babe because our last one was Melissa George. But Margot Kidder has over 100 acting credits. She's been doing this since she was 12 years old. She grew up in Canada. I guess they didn't have theaters up there. Her Mother took her to New York to see... A Broadway show of, I believe, Bye Bye Birdie. And after that, she was set. She's like, this is what I wanted to do. And, I mean, she made it happen.
1: Yeah. um, She ended up, uh, she plays Barbara in Black Christmas. Uh, She was actually on an episode of uh, Tales from the Crypt. She did some voice work on Captain Planet. Oh,
0: shit. Earth, wind, fire.
1: Go planet.
0: What were they? There were five: the Earth, Wind, Fire, I Water. I
1: didn't, I didn't pay attention that much.
0: <laughs> yeah, she did. I mean, a lot of charity work. She was very. Um, she was an, an environmental activist. She was very anti-war. She actually held an LGBT benefit in Boston in 2003. I mean, she was very successful. And she used her time to benefit humanity. And sadly, this is our first posthumous horror babe of the month, but it's yeah. well deserved. And obviously, December for Black Christmas because Barb—I mean, probably the funniest character in that movie. I mean, she, uh, she was, nailed every she was role hilarious. that I've ever seen her in. Yeah,
1: she was. Um, she was actually in um Rob Zombie's Halloween too, also.
0: Um, But sadly, May 13th of 2018, uh, she succumbed to her mental illness and committed suicide by drug and alcohol poisoning. She had a long undiagnosed bipolar disorder, bipolar disorder. Um, Once she was diagnosed with it, she denied it for a while, but then she started to, you know, come around. And she started talking about mental illness. And I actually want to bring this up because I think mental illness should be addressed. I mean, it's a real thing. And I mean, if you need help, help is out there. Help is available. 1-800-273-8255. Please call if you need help. I mean, reach out to us or someone. Someone is there for you. Even if you think you're all alone and isolation sucks. Isolation sucks for everyone. You're not alone.
1: It does. Um, no, I, I agree. Just anyone.
0: Yeah. wow, well, that took it really low, but to bring it back high, I really <laughs> want to thank our listeners. We just popped our 10K cherry for listens, and that's very exciting. So to our listeners, I want to thank you for helping turn what started as a fun hobby into, well, I mean, it's still just a fun hobby, but it's one that you all share with us. So thank you for that.
1: It's funny when it, like I, 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 texted you earlier and I just remember the, like that first, like two weeks, I'm like, Oh, how many we get today? How many we get today? And we're like, Oh, we got like, we got five today. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that's, that's me. You probably, probably Lauren um Arise. all right so we got we got, we got two <laughs> listeners we got two listeners
0: yeah we came a long way in a year and yeah th- thanks for hanging out with us because that's Absolutely. what this is it's it's we're just having fun exploring some horror and having fun and that's Ooh. what it's about having yeah. fun
1: and we'll see where we are in another year
0: hell yeah yeah as always you can catch us on Spotify, iTunes podomatic iheart check out our youtube channel fans of the dead we're hopefully going to have some new fun videos up on there soon follow us on twitter at fans of the dead one
1: yep we're on facebook uh, fans of the dead we're on instagram uh, fans of the dead one
0: give us some feedback fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com seriously whatever the fuck you want to talk about give us a shout out you need help give us a shout out you want to bitch at how annoying we are give us a shout out you want to complain at how bad my Christmas song was in the last episode give us a shout out
1: yeah we'll read it that amazing (laughs) that was just awesome
0: it was neither of those things (laughs) (laughs) but that's where it is so as always Have fun. Be safe. Peace.